0: Sam Pants Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of All The Small Games. It's a podcast about indie games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela. And we have a special guest this week. He's been on the show before, and look, we got a lot of emails in the last week, since the last episode. Most of them were saying, fuck Wilson. Yeah. But <laughs> the resounding second most kind of email we get is, hey, you guys have got to get Joel Dusher from Thumb Cramps. And plumbing the Death Star and all the other good SansPants Pants radio shows, get him back on your show. The ratings will go bananas. <laughs> so hey, he's back, thank everyone. You.
1: Thank you so much, guys, for getting me back. Uh, it just takes one email, and I'm
2: here. Sweet. That's. I mean, that, that's. <laughs> that, it's that's, that easy. That's, mm. that's all. It's
0: almost as many as we got.
2: But it's- yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> it takes one email to get you back here but it's an email bitching about wilson yeah well hey if we want to start Have we got the show 40 with, of those?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to start the show with uh, emails jackson sent me a review of plumbing the death star this week that said that um, it's a great podcast but that Joel D is obnoxious and every time he says something it sounds like it's either insightful or funny and it's just flat out annoying ouch
0: um, wait so he's complaining that you are either insightful or funny
1: No, he's... Sorry, I'll read the exact thing. Great podcast, but fair warning. One of the hosts, Joel Deere, can be a bit obnoxious. He's usually too loud and comes off as kind of a bully to the other hosts. And he has a way of talking in which he clearly thinks something he's saying is funny or insightful, but he rarely is. So it's just condescending and annoying. Other than that, solid pod. (laughs) (laughs) That was a three-star review.
0: We're, we're formally announcing that uh, because of uh, the way you do business over there, we're officially adopting you as <laughs> third <laughs> member of All The Small Games. <laughs> if uh, you could just yeah.
2: breathe heavily while you record with us, that'd be yeah, fantastic. I'll, um, yeah. I'll if try
1: if you're, and get a second keyboard happening as well, so get maximum <laughs> typing.
0: Um, so this episode of All The Small Games, uh, we are all going to be reviewing the one game, which we very rarely do, especially this year, because I feel like... There hasn't been that many high-profile indie games that we've all been uh, across. If, if I was a good person, I would have really given my all to finishing and playing at, um, more of uh, Kentucky Route Zero when it came out mm. uh, at the start of the year. But I was a bad person then. But I'm a good person yeah. now. And yeah. so uh, all three of us played Carrion, the latest game, by, I think, all three of our our favorite uh, indie publisher. Yes. No, just Devolver definitely. Digital.
2: Uh, um, developed by phobia game studio who I think is uh, a guy out of Poland I believe yep yeah good on him
0: so a one a one-man <laughs> game
2: uh I believe so I'm just I, I I'm, I'm looking into it no there's there's a few people but it's definitely a polish um I'm pretty sure it's a Polish company okay
1: as yeah, long as they're was, polish it's fine I <laughs> yeah. was gonna say I saw the credits of this game and I remember it being pretty long at least longer than one name but I was just I was like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe they're, I don't remember the ending of this game. Probably they're just alter
0: egos. Yeah, <laughs> split personality disorder. Um, so yeah, Carrion is the uh, the latest game published by Devolver Digital. It's out now uh, on Switch. It's on Xbox Game Pass. If you have that, you can play it for free. Uh, and of course, it's on Steam and and uh, I think Mac as well. Uh, we I, I played it on the three of us played it on Switch or just, yeah. just me and John.
1: I, I played it on Xbox because <laughs> oh wow I okay recently. Got an Xbox and I have Game Pass. So when I saw Carrion was on there, I was like, "Hell yeah, that makes this way easier." What do you What do you think of Game Pass? Uh, game Pass rules, in yeah. fact, to the point of um, I got an Xbox One a couple of months ago, <laughs> and I have not bought a single game for it. I just use Game Pass. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's it's- wild. That's why come next gen I'm I'm like no question getting a series X just cuz I'm yeah. like I've got Game Pass why like I barely yeah. I barely play games on my Xbox but when I do I never pay for them cuz it's Game Pass. Well so yeah. my
0: my argument towards why you should not do that is that Game Pass already works for your Xbox 360. And you'd only play indie games, which I think will always be supported on Xbox 360.
2: So <laughs> Xbox One. Xbox One, uh, whatever. Sorry. Um, Your 359 Xboxes out. Uh, but also, <laughs> like my, my Xbox One was like a day one release Xbox One. It is on its last it's legs. It's a chugger. Yeah, it's like, if you put a DVD in the drive, there is a 50% chance it will not play. Mm. There have been a a few instances recently where it's like, hey, it's taken about five minutes for this thing to boot up. What the hell's going on? Like, it's starting to be like my my laptop, essentially. So, I think I'll upgrade.
0: Yeah, great. I watched the the big Microsoft conference um, at the start of the week, and... uh... It was kind of... It felt like more of an advertisement for why you should get game, have Game Pass rather than yeah. an advertisement for Xbox Series X.
2: Yeah. I watched a bunch of the trailers and... I mean, I watched the AAA trailers and was just like, ooh, this is kind of snoozy.
0: Halo,
2: mm. like, it's back and the, su- the same. The support yeah.
0: of indies... Game Pass's support of indies is is crazy. Like, I reckon yeah. it's got... It's the point now where I reckon half of the games we've talked about uh, on this podcast... Uh, over the last few years Would be on Game Pass Like I just saw Just recently They added The Tourist Which we love from last year Hell yeah love um, The Tourist and, I mean most games Like launch on there Like codes
2: on there Carrion's on there uh, it's Well I think ev- Everything they announced During that That conference Or that direct Or whatever we're calling them now They're all coming to Game Pass Day one Like Which is cool Was there anything yeah, In that
0: in that video That appealed to you at all John?
2: Uh There's a bunch of stuff In the ID at Xbox Section um, that uh, are good. I don't have the list in front of me, and I can't think of them off the top of my head. I assume uh, you
0: just write indie games you want to play on your hand for when we record next. Oh right! <laughs> so when we when we go for a month, you just have just like a list of games smudging down your palm.
2: I'm just I'm sweating thinking about doing the countdown to the podcast, and it just wipes <laughs> the list away every time. Yeah. Um, um,
0: that that grounded game. Have you already played some played some of that, you No, I have installed it. Um, I'm meant to be playing
1: it probably like. Tomorrow, when we're at time of recording we were discussing playing it tomorrow because Jackson and Zamet and Adam from Sans Pants will have it as well because again it's cross play between PC and Xbox and it's on Game Pass even as an early release uh, oh, early yeah. access
0: it's so the new Obsidian developed game uh, it's pretty much Honey I Shrunk the Kids survival game it looks fun yeah
1: yeah. yeah um, Jackson uh, had played a bit of it and said that it was yeah real fun it's like a bit of crafting it's like a bit scary and yeah it's like for an early access game, feels pretty good, considering how early in the release, well, development cycle it is. Does, yeah, a,
2: does a giant Rick Moranis occasionally, like, come looking for you? Oh man, if that was the case, I would have just been like, fuck
1: Game Pass, I'm buying this game, they need as much money <laughs> yeah. from me as they, like, need. This, like,
0: this, take this all is, of it. His big return to acting in, like, two decades <laughs> is, is <laughs> grounded. <laughs> fuck. Um, Oh, no, that would be rule, actually. Let you yeah. do that. Well, yeah. the
1: only fucking—I think I'm the only person uh, on earth that was Carrion. excited for that. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids gritty reboot, where Rick Moranis' wife is dead. One and you guys to, have like, just frozen hard. Shrink something to bring her back, or something. So, is that, that officially was
0: fake or no? No, no, no. It was
1: real. It's it just real. that it got—I um, think it got pushed back because Disney dropped the show, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, I guess you can't do gritty stuff on Disney Plus."
0: <laughs> Honey, I killed my wife.
2: <laughs>
1: well, it's. It's fucked, because Rick Moranis' real-life wife died. Oh, God, yeah. So it was just like, why did he agree to do this? This feels real weird. Yeah. But I was, yeah,
0: fuck yeah, Rick Moranis. He's the best. Yeah. You should listen to his country music.
2: (laughs) He's got lots of it. (laughs) That's what he's been doing.
0: (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, Carrion, uh, the latest game from Devolver Digital, in which you play... The villain of the game—you play a big, disgusting monster who escapes out of a science laboratory and um, create, like, wreaks havoc uh, as as he tries to escape. Now, my favorite genre of game that Devolver publishes uh, is the game, like, I guess, an escape game where you have like a bunch of weapons and you have to get out of different rooms where there's, you know, increasingly more and more more powerful uh, enemies that you have to take out in order to escape um, I mm-hmm. guess like the the precursor to this like the the, the ultimate game of of, of this is uh, the devolver published game Hotline Miami
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I played that having played a bunch of other games inspired by it which in which you have like uh, effects to slow down time and make it easier for you to get out <laughs> of like awful situations so then going back to Hotline Miami where you don't have a slowdown mechanic was, uh, was frightening um, but yeah, I mean, you, what have you got? You've got My Friend Pedro is like this, Katana Zero, Ape Out. Um, but now you've got Carrion, where you play this enormous monster who mm. uh, has to like basically tear through scientists and soldiers uh, to escape the facility that he was potentially created in. Um,
2: yeah, I, I found it like, I mean, obviously I'm a big narrative junkie, and there was sort of just enough story in this Like, there's no dialogue, there's no nothing like that, but there are certain, like... Were they flashback scenes? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because, like, you can control people with... You can put a tentacle in people. So I was like, am I just psychically controlling someone, or am I looking at the past? But I think it was the past, but...
0: Yeah, so uh, we should maybe give a spoiler warning. We're going to do some light spoilers for this fairly narrative-free game. Uh, but yeah. If, yeah. You are very, if you're very cautious about games that you think you might love, uh, well, let's give our seal of approval at the beginning. I really enjoyed this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a few gripes that we'll get into in this episode.
2: Yeah, um, definitely. One one glaring flaw for me and a couple of little ones, but otherwise I had a fucking great time playing this I game. I think
1: that both of your gripes are going to be the same gripe, and I liked that aspect so this could be an interesting episode so
0: find out what those gripes and not gripe is um are i don't know um but uh after we review carrion we're then going to continue the devolver chat and we're going to be doing our top three devolver games of all time in this episode Mm. Uh, but let's talk about carrion first uh so this is a game yeah it's, it's like that classic kind of Uh, Devolver kind of game Where you are Trying to escape um, Multiple enemies Trying to kill you And you can't really advance Through the room Until you've destroyed them all You've killed them Before they kill you But The combination of this Is with a combination Of one of my uh, It's like combining itself With another of my Favourite game genres ever That is the Metroidvania genre In which you are Basically, like you know, going through a um, your world, and there are there are parts that you can't access because you don't have the powers to allow you you know access into that zone yet. So you have to get those powers through you know exploration. Um, and the best thing about, or well, like a very important aspect of the Metroidvania game is a map. Um, whenever you kind of get stuck or or get a new power-up and are trying to figure out where you need to go back to to try and utilise this power-up to advance. You open up the map, you see, like, oh, there's an unopened door, you know, three screens over. Yeah. That's yeah. where I'm headed. There's no map in this. And I think that the idea is that, like, monsters can't read maps. <laughs> <laughs> can't, but that was like it, my, is that the justification? I don't know.
2: That was, it was still a thing, though, of, like, they had a UI on screen showing, like... How much? Because as you as you eat more and more, like because you can essentially you can grab the scientists and the soldiers that you kill and drag them to you, and the big pair of jaws come out and chomp them up. It's very very cool. So good, so
0: good, so much fun. And that core mechanic is just so much fun.
2: Yeah. And that sort of that replenishes your health, and you have a little five five bar health thing up the top. And once you've reached the fifth bar, if you keep eating um, soldiers and scientists, you unlock another bar. And that unlocks a new set of powers and it grows your monster bigger. And so yeah. there are three three kind of separate levels um, that that you have to do that. But that's represented on screen with a UI. If you're gonna give me a UI, like is it a monster-friendly UI? Like <laughs> I feel like a map is <laughs> he wears totally like a just- mask. Yeah, I feel like a map is is justified because they have other stuff on screen that a monster wouldn't know about. If we're using that as the sort of like, logical base for this sort of stuff.
0: So, Dusha, am I to understand that you liked not having a map? I
1: sure did. That what the so fuck weird. is wrong with you? <laughs> this guy no, hates I maps. I, I don't yeah. fuck maps. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Fuck all maps. Fuck real life maps. Fuck fucking explorers. No,
2: um he's he's setting a Melways guide on fire as he says this. <laughs> oh no,
0: our three-star reviews just skyrocketed. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to mention? <laughs>
1: um no, I um I don't know. I don't know if it's because I played it like I I finished this game in, like, three or four play, plays of the game, I guess. Like, three or four gaming sessions. So, I don't know if it's... So, I, at no point during the game did I get lost, but I just liked not having a map, because it kind of meant that... It felt more mysterious, I guess, and also, like, kind of disorientating, which worked well with how the monster controls. Cause, okay. like, First of all,
0: disorientating? Not a word. Uh, second of all, because <laughs> um, this is a Metroidvania game, you do, uh, you do actually... Like, there's there's a lot of things that you can go unlock. Um, mm. And there is... You know, it, the game encourages you to... There's go nine and dis- hidden
1: containers. <clears throat> yeah.
0: yeah. And so when I went to look for them, that's when I got lost. And yeah. to the point where it's not just not having a map. It's that you are... Like, every different level of the facility looks, looks very similar. Yeah. So I was just... I, I genuinely had no idea where I was for about yeah. an hour. I uh, could, I could never
2: end. figure out... Because, you, you know, you get to the sort of... The portals that you unlock at the end and you go through... Yep. When you go through, there'll be a big sign above the portal you enter where it's like, nuclear power plant, like, biomass, 100%, containment, mm. unlock kind of thing. I could never figure out if that sign meant I was in the nuclear power pan- plant or it just no, left that the, the... that
0: was the entrance. Yeah, yeah that yeah. led right. to that, that zone. But it didn't tell you which zone you were currently in as you left it. Because
2: um... my, my thing is, in terms of a map... It doesn't need to be super detailed. It doesn't need to be like a map for a shopping center where it's like you are here and it shows <laughs> no, me like every we've other. We've all part. played
0: a Metroidvania game, like you know that that Super Metroid map is perfect. It's just a bunch of little rectangles and like yeah. Yeah. The, the zones you haven't been to have like a red line for the unopened door.
1: Do sh- all of the portals lead to the frontier?
2: No, some of them some of them connect no, to don't. specific yeah, they- areas. But that's the thing. I just just give me a map showing me the interconnectedness of the areas. And a vague idea of, like, oh, okay, the portal I need to get to is up. So I'll just keep going up as far as I can. And hey, there's the portal. Great. Like, it doesn't, it does, it in no way needs to be detailed. I just, because that was, I had the same issue as Levin's. I got to the end of the game and went, okay, I'm still missing. Because there's that, you go in that room towards the end where it has all the signs from the different areas and tells you exactly what you've finished and what's still to go. And I was like, cool, I want to get back to this area. To, to try get that containment unit, forget it. I could not find it to save my life. I just wound up in this weird like loop of going <laughs> through the like the deep sea base, the nuclear power plant, and the the fucking botanic gardens. I could not figure out how to get anywhere else. Yeah, so, but in doing that it was
0: it was fun discovering shit that I'd missed as I uh yeah. you know, that, that was the one good thing about being horrendously lost for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I just want to double check. Did both of you
1: get all nine containment units? Or? Yes. Oh, okay, see, I didn't. I, I think I got three, and I was just like, "Cool." Yeah, I, I mean, got like, none of
0: them are that worthwhile. Like most yeah. of them are like, you know, you get more, more the ability more to hold more electricity, resistant. and yeah, more fire resistance. Um, some of them the are actual
2: like... the actual ones you need to like unlock areas in the game you get as you make your way through the game. Yeah, exactly. All the mm-hmm. all the containment ones are just like boosting you additional. Yeah, yeah. so I got all of the main
1: abilities, obviously, because you have to get those to finish the game. But um, yeah, the bonus stuff I think I unlocked 3 and that was uh, It showed me where Edible humans were on the map If you did the yell thing yep. Uh, I got a second tentacle that I could use to grab people And I can't remember if it was more health Or fire, actually it must have been energy? Fire resistant
2: Oh it could be fire resistant, yeah Um. Yeah it's I got like <laughs> I I for some reason When I went back to find more of them Found 3 in a row that were just like you can You can have more energy now and I was like, oh, if this is, <laughs> if this is all there is, then I guess I'll well, stop looking.
0: And what was especially annoying was that I, um, so I got lost, and then I went and I was like, fuck it, if I'm lost, I may as well backtrack to the beginning and get all the things I missed, and then go back to, eventually find where I'm meant to be. And so I figured out where I, you know, I spent my hour of being lost and searching the things that I'd missed, and then I finally found myself back at um, where I was meant to be. And then went in the room where I was meant to go, and then the game was over. Like, yeah. (laughs) I I was like, oh, when I finally get to this final boss, like, I'm going to take him down so easy. And there wasn't even (laughs) a final boss.
1: Yeah, because the game ends, like, in one of the first areas you're in. So if you (laughs) backtracked, you pretty much went in a full circle back to the, like, end anyway.
0: Yeah, but look, I, I realize I hate it when people like start talking about something that they all like, and they start by being critical of it. Um, the core gameplay of being this monster is so much fun to the point it's where I hope so we get. cool! I hope we get DLC where it's just like it drops you in a room as the monster, and you have to just survive waves of soldiers with increasingly hmm. more firepower. Uh, you you're essentially like I don't know, like. It was funny like we Joel, you and me both played. Um, uh, the Last of Us. In fact, yeah. I, did, I did a big episode of Thunk Ramps with you and Alexi um, about it recently. Go back and listen to it if you haven't Great listened up. to it. But in that in that game, uh, you, 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 there's a big, awful boss in it that, that is referred to as the Rat King, who is like this awful like amalgamation of the various other disgusting monsters you fight in that game. So he's this huge, blobby thing that like separates and things grow out of him. Um, and it felt like a combination of playing as the Rat King and then playing as uh, spoilers for Inside, but the, the the finale of that game involves an enormous, disgusting blobby monster made up of heaps of other people. I did and,
2: I did think of that a little bit when I played. I was like, "Huh, I'm, I'm back to this again." <laughs> I
0: remember when we played the demo, um, I was worried about the like, uh, you know, you, you're moving around with the left joystick, and then you are um, grabbing things with your tentacles with the right joystick. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a bit of a strange way to to like, to like move around and, 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 and get into combat. But then as soon as I realized, oh, it's just a twin stick shooter. Yeah. I had so much fun with it. Um, I loved yeah. all the upgrades. As, as you get bigger, Like there's three stages of how big you can get that, um, throughout the game. And as you take da- damage, you lose mass and you gain your mass back by eating people. Um, but at your biggest like yes you can take the most damage you're also the li- like it's
2: like the hardest to wield that like you you can't it's very hard to maneuver when you're at you're at it's, your third bar yeah, especially, especially like, like when you spaces. need yeah. yeah when you need to get into like a very specific corridor with two other corridors next to it that would often be a stopping point for me where I'd be like oh uh hold on uh, nope uh, 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 nope uh there we go um john have you turned your video off <laughs> I have not. My, I'm in a room that has automatic lights. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> the light just turned off. And for no, some Johnny. reason, my, my screen was at really low brightness.
0: That's so great. So now John will, uh, just so you know, John's spending the remainder of this episode in pitch darkness. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: but, fuck, it was, like, it was so cool to just grab an enemy. I did this often with, like, because this, like, the, the scientists are fairly easy to kill. Mm. Mostly they run and cower from you. Sometimes they have guns, but they're fairly easy to take out. The soldiers, however, have, like, energy shields that they will deploy as soon as they realize you're around. And mm-hmm. you just can't, you can't get through them. Mm-hmm. But it was so much fun to, like, sneak up on a soldier, grab them from behind, and then just use them as a club to yep. beat the shit out of every other, like, anything else that was there. Yeah. like You flailing- can also, like, grab,
0: like, vending machines and computers and all kinds yeah. of crates. Yeah. Just throw them at people. It's great.
2: Like, flailing, flailing enemies around the screen was awesome. It was so much fun. And the regular humans like break
0: in half as you like throw yeah. them around. It's, it's awesome. Uh, so I like, did the- get. Uh,
2: I got stuck at one point. One of, the, one of the powers you get is that you can send a tentacle out and take over someone's body, essentially. Yeah. And there was one puzzle where they hadn't explained that you can do that for corpses. Right. Because I thought, like. Yeah you need to like You get a guy to like Fill a room with water So you can make your way in And then you get to the other side And you drain the water out But I'm like The guy's dead How the fuck am I supposed to And then I Like after 20 to 30 minutes Of tearing my hair out I was like Sending that tentacle around And suddenly the corpse stood up And I was like Oh Uh What? (laughs) No one told me this
0: You can't eat the soldiers You've got to keep their bodies around To take over Um, That's one of the coolest power-ups that you get, upgrades. And then also the one that uh, just makes you turn into worms when you go in the water. (laughs) So gross. (laughs) Just gross Um, little worms swimming through the water.
1: So, Levin's, you got stuck towards the end when you were trying to backtrack with no map. John, you Mm -hmm. got stuck with that puzzle. I got Uh, stuck
2: several times, (laughs) alright?
1: Yeah, I got stuck once pretty early on, and it was the only time I got stuck. I didn't find the like. I didn't get lost or confused in any other part of the game, but the part I got stuck on made me feel so stupid. And we'll was do when, share. <laughs> yeah, so that was when you have first become... You first got the second level, so you've, like, a bigger creature. And I got into a room where I needed to shoot a cobweb. I think that's what they call a power-up.
0: Yep. Yeah, a you can only, you cobweb can only shoot cobwebs in, in your original form. As you upgrade, yep. the, the, the things you can fire um, become more powerful.
1: Yeah, um, so... I had to shoot a cobweb at a switch, but I got into a room where I was, like, the second form, and I was like, how the fuck do I do this? And it, like, I was, um... It was the first time you encounter, like, the discard biomass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when I did that, I was just like, what am I, what the fuck am I meant to do? Like, what does this do? I'd turn myself into a ball and was just floating (laughs)
0: around. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, some of the puzzles, you actually have to you know, go from your, your bigger size back down to your smaller size to um, access the various power sets of your different sizes. It's cool. It's
2: it's really clever mechanic. Yeah. You do that you do that by entering a pool of like pinkish water and as as Taking Joel said, it's yeah, it's like <laughs> discard biomass and when you hit the button this like pulsating ball of flesh essentially just drops off you. Yeah. Super super gross, super cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, so so like di- like discovery and um and and navigation really really fun. Combat is just like maybe the funnest combat I've I've in, in, had in a game this year. Um, my yeah, my only gripe, and it was one that certainly caused me like I was like that last hour, I was like this actually stopped being fun. Um, yeah, and 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 all, it would be so simple to solve my problem. Um, and that would be having a map. I wish this game had a map. Other than that, fuck map. Excellent game. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I yeah, I, no, I agree with Levins
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you though, John, with and- the narrative thing. I was kind of like when because basically what happens is you you access certain areas and then you go inside like a machine and then you it kind of you become a human, um, in, and, and you can you you're now playing as a human, um, coming down to the facility that that the monster is trapped in. And you, you play for like maybe like a minute or two, and then you oh, the monster again. And there's about two or three of those, and yeah, then the ending three. ties it all together. And like you said, it's just enough narrative. The first few, I was like a bit confused as to why they were included. Mm. Um, yeah, not so it's, happens in them, but...
2: it's aliens, right?
0: <coughs> no, I mean aliens can't morph back and forth between human and, and alien. So
1: right? the only thing that made it a little easier for me to comprehend is the fact that because I played on an Xbox as achievements. And when I first did the first thing, it was like I got an achievement and it was like complete the first flashback sequence. And I was like, ah, it's a flashback. Um, But yeah, I mean,
0: so full spoilers. The the carrion monster is a human at the beginning of the game via flashbacks who goes down to this facility then suddenly turns into the the carrion monster, mm. is then captured and held prisoner in this facility, which he then escapes, kills everyone, Gets to where he entered, turns back into a human, and leaves. Yeah, yeah, right. goes that's into Seattle. Yeah, that's right. Goes into Seattle, and that's, See, that's... How, and then he starts a um, uh, a radio show with his friend Niles. <laughs> I don't know what the plot of Frasier is. <laughs> See,
2: what I'd is love he... it if I'd love it if there was DLC in Seattle. Like, give me, give me some, give me some aftermath DLC or something. Well, he he
0: actually becomes the Rat King in Seattle because that's yeah. where the Last of Us Two is uh, yeah. is set.
2: Actually, funnily enough, what, what we were just discussing then reminded me of one other one other gripe I had, which is not a major gripe because it's it's not part of the core gameplay. It's but... set in
1: Seattle, but doesn't have Pearl Jam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no,
2: playing playing as a human, the controls are dog shit. Yeah,
0: going up and down the ladders, and then oh. it, you have to actually hit the ground before you can turn left or right, and it's very unresponsive.
2: Fucking nightmare, it sucked. It felt
1: yeah, it- heaps like... Devolver have this in their games a little bit, like whenever they have like a hectic combat game, and then there'll be like a story part where there's... on Miami has it, actually, um, which is when there's just story, your character is really slow, and you're just like walking around slowly, and there's not a lot to do, you're only taking in story. Yeah. So the moment it started doing that, I was like, ah, oh, okay, cool. No, like, I get this. But yeah, uh, it's the same with when you play as the soldiers and stuff like that. Like when you've controlled them as the carrion, it doesn't give you any control prompts. So yeah. you can activate the enemy sh- energy shields and sprint and shoot, but it doesn't d- tell you what the controls are. Yes,
0: totally. I did not, not know you could
2: activate the energy shields. Yeah. yeah. It
0: made, made things a lot easier because be en- once the enemies realize that you're being controlled by a monster, they shoot at you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just I, mean, hi- I just hid. It was awesome
0: um being able to take over the uh, the soldiers that were manning those um Robo- uh, robots yeah that, cons- yeah. that was yeah. super fun.
2: With the fucking with the chain guns on them. That was yeah. sweet. I liked was, being flamethrower soldier. Yes,
0: having a flamethrower. I mean flamethrowers improve every game. Yeah, if there was a jetpack soldier if I'm that- only- oh, man, that could have been great. <laughs> just pointing the flamethrower down and like, why aren't I hovering? <laughs> <laughs> So this is probably my most Anticipated indie game Of the year And beside that uh, Annoying hour When I was just wishing That maps were Part of this world um, uh, It did not, not Disappoint And I really I, I hope this gets DLC um, You know Some some Devolver games Get DLC um, But I, yeah, I would Katana love Katana Zero's love
1: to... got some DLC coming I think I can't wait for that man
0: Yeah it's gonna be awesome uh, What did you guys Did you guys love this Loathe this
2: Loved it Yeah I loved it too I'm, I'm throwing it on the Must play for this year yeah, definitely. It's a pretty short list in terms of... Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's also... It's um, very skinny.
1: It's, like, a solid price and a solid amount of gameplay for, like, the length of the game, I guess. Um, uh, look, yeah, it's a
2: solid price. You played it on
1: Game Pass. It's 30 bucks on Switch Australian, um, which is a fair... Like, look, you can get games a lot cheaper than that on there, but the experience and, like... Uh, like, the entertainment, I guess, you get out of it for that $30 is absolutely worth it.
2: Totally. yeah, hey, if you've got game on that's free, content.
1: it's
0: absolutely worth it. Put <laughs> some post-game content in there. That'll be great. I would love to revisit this game and fuck around yeah. as
2: a big, gross monster. Yeah, um, definitely. And so put a shall, map in there, too. Shall we get into our uh, top threes?
0: Well, John, this has already been a pretty long episode. So uh, I, I thought we'd be doing like maybe 10 minutes of carry and then, I don't know an hour <laughs> of our top threes <laughs> but I think maybe what we should do is put a pin in this a little bit of sizzle for next week Ooh, Ooh. Uh, when uh, we'll we'll meet again and we'll go through our top threes uh, our top three Devolver digital games of all time uh, but you know will carry be beyond there I wonder uh, interesting will, will the my entire top three be essentially the same kind of game <laughs> where, where you play someone with a gun who has to escape somewhere um <laughs> Possibly who knows uh, but uh, you can find uh, all the small games online and ask us try and get the information out of us before the episode drops but we won't tell Not no? um, all the small games at gmail.com is our email address um, We're on Twitter at all the small game and we are facebook.com/ slash all the small games uh, can be found uh, on his podcast which comes out every Friday yeah um, thumb cramps every thumb Friday. thumb cramps um we don't really have a day just kind of we don't even have a, a, a set it just kind hey. of, we just, we just exist we yeah, shadow drop good. we yeah, just shadow that... drop no <laughs> <Yeah>. warning <laughs> except i did sizzle for next friday but okay sure next, <laughs> I actually i didn't say a day no, who knows didn't... which day it will be probably friday <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: um, i spoke about carrion on a recent episode of thumb cramps uh the title of that episode is it's the paper mario episode but i speak about Carrion, I do not give you any more insight than you just got here, so if you want me to talk about it in more depth, bad luck. Uh, But hey,
0: listen to that episode anyway. Are you insightful and funny, in your mind?
1: Uh, Look, I feel like that every time I talk, uh, I feel like I'm going to say something insightful or funny, um, and anyone who disagrees with me is a cunt, and I will kill them.
2: I'm insightful, Um, fuck maps. My my, my (laughs)
0: response to that is... I don't know if you could hear that typing Uh, Big shouts to Wilson
2: Uh, (laughs) Keep up the good work, man
0: (laughs) Keep getting shit for free and complaining about it
2: (laughs) Uh, Where where can we find you on social media, Joel? uh, You can
1: find me at douche13 So D-U-S-C-H-1-3 Or you can just go to your browser Type in www.sandspantsradio.com Pick a podcast I'll probably be on it (laughs) Sweet
0: Um, you're the titular lady in Lady's Guide to Dude Cinema.
1: Yeah, hey, I've been on an episode of that. Want to hear me talk about Magic Mike? It's right there. Um,
0: what is is the 13 in Douche 13? What's that a reference Um, to? so... The Blur album?
1: You were born in 1913? (laughs) Both, actually. Uh, Tender is probably Blur's best song, and yes, I was born in 1913. And you got... Uh Coffee and T V on that album too. It's a great album. Also that Song, B
0: B L U R E M I. One of their yes. one of their very underrated fast blur songs.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um yeah. Thirteen by Blur is a great album. Really good album. Um but anyway I the douche thirteen thing, it's I just it was my something I did in high school and then I never changed it before the podcast took off and then I was stuck with it. So here we are.
0: Hey, you're talking to a lev dog over here. <laughs> a, name, a name which no one calls me. <laughs> Sixteen
2: tacos. <laughs>
0: Um, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week with our top three Devolver Digital video games bye thanks Dusha you 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 wanna say goodbye
1: uh no 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 I just wanna say fuck maps and uh yeah that's it perfect